0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: 971 Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is our government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now.
2: All right, here we are, finally taking into the weekend here at the Reardon Roundtable on St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Jane Duker in the house with us. I should mention Sue's here, too. Hi, Sue, and you're gone all Hi. next week. So. Yep. And oh, She's no. got her, her evening gown on. Yes,
3: she looks beautiful. Yes, and Abby looks beautiful. Everybody's all <laughs> dressed up. Going.
2: Well, we have the kill me event tonight. Yeah, you know are you going to come over? You should come over. Maybe we <laughs> banned liberals. I'm not sure. There might have been a policy. I mean, I, yeah, I
3: wasn't. I did not get the invite, but I uh, know I'd prefer to go to dinner. But thanks. <laughs> uh,
2: well, we're going to have a nice dinner at the MAC. So we're looking <laughs> yes, forward to seeing everyone over there. Let me introduce the rest of the panel as we get started here. Donna Behringer, state rep, is with us as well. Donna, how are you?
4: I am crazy, but I'm good.
1: All right, and Mike Elam, St. Charles County Council member. I, Hi, Mike. I, I, Love that! I am crazy, but I am good. You know, that's the really the first thing, Donna, is just admitting that you have a problem. Hey,
3: self awareness. After that, <laughs> self awareness. You, <can, laughs> you can
1: fix so many things once Absolutely. you just take that first step. Good for you. <laughs> I am so proud of you.
2: Well, we have uh, a bunch of stuff here to get to this afternoon. There's quite a few topics, and Jane, let me just start with the uh, with the prisoner exchange and Brittany Griner because obviously this has been lingering. I can't believe how long she was there. She ended up going to a penal colony. Penal colony. It was a little bit of hash oil or whatever that would have been legal in Missouri today for everyone, because yesterday was the day that marijuana became legal officially based on the ballot issue. But look, everybody should be glad that an American citizen is back home. But I was trying to think of the proper analogy here for a trade, and if, if you're trying to get um, a top name from another player, let's say that a team wants uh, Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals, right? And they're going to offer us um, a player that is not even close to being equal to Paul Goldschmidt. And no more than that, They'll then, you offer say, you. then you say, yeah, well, we don't <laughs> want the deal. The The White House is making the case that this is the only way they could have gotten her back. And this was the deal that was offered. And Victor Boot was a different thing. Well, if Victor Boot is a whole different territory, what is it going to take to get him back? I mean, how many different prisoners are we going to have to release to get Damn. Paul Wayland back. So I, I don't I don't know how all this works. Well, but they're not. Wasn't that, a f- can you make the case that this was a fair exchange?
3: Well, here's the deal. I mean, it depended on how bad you wanted to get her home. So, I mean, that 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 is a, a decision that was made. And um, my understanding and from from reliable sources, obviously, that that they are not dealing on that guy. They're not dealing. So like so th- no amount of effort at this point. Is going to get him home. Okay, but see, if they're
2: not dealing on our guy, okay, and we got a guy that's pretty bad guy in Victor Boot, then you know what we say? Eh, He's off the table too. We got to come up with another plan. The plan then isn't, okay, well, they're not dealing on Paul Whelan, so we're going to give him one of the worst guys that we have in exchange for the basketball player? How does that make any sense? Except from a PR standpoint. And I get that. I get that because most people. Won't even take the time to think about it. They'll hear that the basketball player is free and Biden freed her. So that's a win for the administration.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, I I mean, I've been very torn about this. One minute I'm like, you know what? We gotta get our people home and we and we gotta negotiate. They won't negotiate about the other guy, but maybe we'll find another opportunity to do that. I do I do not think that this administration is not going to keep trying. They will keep trying. This is always of trying. course they will. I mean it's good PR no matter who they right. So if you're saying it's good PR for her, but it'll you be understand even better my PR for,
2: to get him home. But you understand my, my point would about have. what what, it would, what what is it gonna take if they're saying this is not Well, some. I mean
3: that, that and it, and you don't know. I mean and they're never gonna tell us. But yeah, I'm sure the price of poker is a lot higher. And but I also also think that you know like look guys when you go to another country their laws apply
4: yeah okay there's a, there's the lawlessness show. here doesn't fly right. in other places have you seen that show locked up overseas and what it does is it I, I never you? have oh my god is I that an internet I watched show three in a row it's on of course my favorite channel <laughs> criminal <laughs> ID. Uh, yeah i understand yeah yeah anyway i think that should be required to watch on the airplane to the country you're going to so you can see that if you get in trouble in this country, this is what, what they happens do to you. you. Right. And they're right. not they playing, playing and they're no, not, they playing. not playing. And so, um,
3: you know, so I I will be very curious to see when she first talks after this. I hope, you know, because there's understandably a lot of frustration about her and, you know, and, and, and in other words, this is what I said yesterday, the national that, anthem and all those all that right. stuff. But I But her, her
2: tone, We have to be a little careful with her tone based on the fact that Waylon is still there. But Mike, jump on in here. I mean, I, I don't even know at this point she's free.
1: We're, we're glad that she's free, but it it's a head scratcher when it comes to the the way that the trade went down. Like everybody else, I think you you start off from a standpoint of I'm thankful that an American came home. Absolutely. Right. So we just we put no-brainer. that out there and beyond everything else. Everybody is happy that you brought an American, and everybody agrees on that. Everybody, right? right. That's a that's a non-negotiator. But beyond that, to your point, if this is about the baddest guy that you're going to find in in the what are they calling the Merchant of Death? Yes. So if you've earned that title, right? What do you have in your negotiation leverage? Pocket that you're going to be. I'm sure we got some really
3: bad Russians in prisons in places. but but, yeah, but you have a marine,
1: but you also have a gentleman. From what I understand, who I believe he's a pastor who's being held Mm -hmm. in Russia as well. But Mm -hmm. nobody can seem to remember that poor guy's name. We can't even remember his name. At least the other guy, he's called a marine, and we just go from there. But we have people who are there. I'm sure we have Russians who are an equal level below the merchant of death that we could have offered to trade. And if if our Marine is off the table, then so is this guy. I mean, well, I Russia think- could not have a, a worse uh, position globally than what they do right now with everything they've done with the Ukraine. The world is against Apparently not, Russia. Though.
2: Apparently not, Mike. They seem to be doing pretty well
3: because they won this facts. We yeah. don't know the facts. Of any of those situations I
1: don't have to know the facts to, to of any of those situations to know to Mark's analogy I just gave up a gold glove or platinum glove right. MVP of the league for somebody who is a potential uh a level well, I was player. more
3: I was more talking about getting the 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 marine home I mean we don't know everything about that situation we don't know I mean, we, we claim we do and people will say things, but I mean, I, it I, doesn't I just really do not, matter. I understand. But I do not believe that the Biden administration or frankly, any administration wouldn't do everything in their power to get somebody home if they could. It's it's good politically. It's the right thing to do. If there were a way, I think they would. I just think there's something there that we, we don't know. And that if, they you know, I, I, I don't know. And Trump couldn't get him home either. So there is something there that we don't understand. Trump didn't get him home.
1: There there's some good deals, there's some bad deals and there's some no deals. This to me was a was a no deal and let's hang on until we get something better because publicly you can't take this out and expect the public to be happy with it.
3: Um, I mean, well, I think some people are.
2: I but mean, I, I think people will be because I think that the, the, the challenge flag is only being thrown on one side of the media. The cheerleading is on the other side. So I don't right. know that there will be a lot of people that are upset with it. Well,
3: I mean, do you think she will have a different tone or, 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 or a muted tone because she's worried about other prisoners in Russia?
1: I'm really curious to see, just because of what she went through, if she has an appreciation for the country I that think, she is from uh, now. That'd be nice. I As,
3: think a lot of people are asking that question. And that was something that came into my mind. If you this know, what woman... And takes a knee be. the next
1: time the national anthem is played. People are going to lose their minds.
3: I, it's true. I agree with you.
1: Well, that's that's part of the problem. I that's think, why I'm is, waiting to see how yeah. she responds. Well, she but Don't
2: you think there is going to have to be some sensitivity? Not that she might not just spell it all out, but I'm guessing that there would be some counsel given to her saying, let's at least be delicate with the tone because we have other prisoners. I don't know. That doesn't mean she has to follow that, right? Right.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously nothing she's doing is helping the other prisoners come home, so you know,
2: yeah, it, it's a it it's is definitely uh... we, I, and
3: I you know, look, I still will also give room that there are things we don't know, mm-hmm. and you know, while something on its face looks terrible, looks great, looks bad, whatever, there are oftentimes in these delicate situations things we don't know, and we may not know for a very long time.
2: Let's shift into some other topics here. Let me play, this is one of the big political stories of the day, Kirsten Sinema from Arizona declaring herself an independent. Let me play a little audio with this.
3: Well, I think I'll do what I always do, Jake, which is keep doing the work that I know is important for my state. I just, not worried about folks who may not like this approach. What I am worried about is continuing to do what's right for my state. And there are folks who certainly don't like my approach. We hear about it a lot, but the proof is in the pudding. You know, in the last few years in the Senate, as you and I have just mentioned, I've been honored to lead historic efforts from infrastructure to gun violence prevention to protecting
0: religious liberty and helping LGBT families feel secure. All
2: right. So she's on with Jake Taffer talking about that. Donna, I'll mm-hmm. start with you on Kirsten Cinema. I mean, she um, she doesn't vote with her party all the time in the whole scheme of things. Does this make a difference or not?
4: Well, and how make- does
2: your side respond? <laughs> is she a traitor?
4: Well, well, first of all, it's going to make a difference because it changes the numbers in the Senate, right? So she's no longer a Democrat. So that means the Democrats are down one person.
3: But she'll caucus with she the Democrats. Yeah, she says she's going to caucus with the Democrats. Just like caucus. Bernie
4: Sanders is right.
3: not a Democrat. Doesn't mean anything.
2: <laughs> Still votes with the Democrats every time, for the most part. Uh, you know what I Mostly. mean? And right. frankly,
3: Joe Manchin has a stronger you know, a, a record voting for with Joe Biden than you know, many Democrats. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I, I don't know that it, I think it changes in name. Yep. I think it is this, a sign that Democrats are leaving people who are more centrist out of their party. Mm-hmm. And I think she want, she wanted that said. And there are a lot of moderates who feel the same way. Yeah. And so I do think Democrats should take that to heart. Um, and as much as people hated Nancy Pelosi, she knew how to handle the progressives. And... Um, you know, it's going to get a lot worse. Mm -hmm. And so I think she's probably like, I'm not probably going to deal with this. I think her power and Manchin's power still remains very strong. I don't think their leverage went down one ounce. And I think that um, being an independent probably allows her to book deals that she wouldn't maybe otherwise be able to book. Mm -hmm. I think for her... It's her, the, the, the price of her stock just went
4: up. Yes. I think people are, are going to like her more.
3: I think they are too. So, and you, mean, I you think... mean
2: nationally or in her state? Or, Both. Okay. Well, maybe. Both. Mike, any any thoughts on this? And let's kind of tie this she, into you know, what happened. She not have to
3: answer to anybody. Let's
2: let's tie this into what happened in in Georgia this week with Herschel losing, which didn't surprise me, unfortunately. And I I yeah. do think, and we're going to get into some philosophical discussions here in another segment, based on what Senator Hawley wrote an op-ed that was in the Washington Post. But just reaction to Kirsten Cinema making this decision, and and obviously with. Um, control of the Senate, not necessarily on the line. On Tuesday, Warnock wins. And, you know, all the incumbents did pretty well in this election, didn't they?
1: They really did. In the end. It, it really makes me wonder two things. One, is she going to run again in 24? And if she is going to run again in 24, how is she going to position this? Because if if she's going to stick with this independent thing, then she's going to get primaried by a Democrat for sure. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely going to have a... Uh, a republican who's going to run so you're looking at a a three-way that's split yeah. that's why she's doing it
3: that's why she's doing
1: it could you think the, she's not
3: running against a democrat
1: you think as a, a democrats would primary her anyway so she would yeah. Yeah, in, okay. in Arizona, is that is that the kind of? Uh, I mean, the primary... Democrats
3: will put up somebody who's probably to the left of her. Well, I can see best.
2: that exactly. But, I mean, you, but is Arizona, is Arizona a King. state where that's going to be something that she's she... going to be fine? No, right? Exactly. I think this is a She'll good move right. for her.
3: I, so, if I were an advisor, so now I'd you tell have her. three
1: independents: you have Ag- Angus King, Bernie Sanders, and her. Right. Uh-huh. All three independents still caucus with the Democrats Mm -hmm. until you stop caucusing with the Democrats. I don't think it really changes much of anything other than the window dressing. But it makes for a really interesting and a really bad PR move um, for the leader of the Senate to be able to say, look, why are your people leaving? Why are your Democrats? We have three Democrats now who are refusing to call themselves Democrats and they call themselves independents, but yet they still caucus with you. The thing I was talking to a guy at my office about earlier today is can you put a ring of these people together? Can you get the Murkowski's, the Susan Collins, the Mitt Romney's, the uh, the Democrats who will go along with them if they can put together a little cluster of these moderates? They could own the Senate, but you're going to have to have a cluster. You're going to have to have two more Democrats than you have Republicans. But if they could put together a group of about eight to ten of them, they could change the face of the Senate.
2: All right. Hang on. Much more of the rear and round table. Hold on to your thoughts on Georgia. We'll get back to that. I do want to talk about Senator Hawley's op-ed in The Washington Post. That's Mike Elam from the St. Charles County Council. Donna Behringer, State Rep. Jane Duker, all on the panel on a Friday as we take you into the weekend on St. Louis's home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great event with Brian, as he is probably en route right now from New York City. That's a quick flight though, and he's got a tight time frame. So we're going to hope and pray that there's no delays, and we'll see it tonight at the MAC. We have a rear and roundtable on this Friday afternoon with Jane on the panel, state rep Donna Behringer, Mike Elam from the St. Charles County Council. Mike, let me just circle back to you quickly, and I'll segue you into the the Hawley piece. Just reactions on Herschel losing. Did it surprise you? Why did Herschel lose?
1: No, it didn't surprise me that Herschel lost. And I I don't think Herschel had the support of the of the full party anyway. Um, And I think you saw that from the very beginning. I was surprised, though, that the governor didn't make it a tighter race. I really thought the governor coming to his aid might actually make that a, a closer race than what it was. But he lost more. He lost worse in the runoff than he did in the general. That was kind of surprising to me. I thought it would tighten up a little bit.
2: They outspent them. I mean, the Democrats outspent the Republicans three to one. And that that happened here with Trudy Bush,
1: Valentine and Eric. But honestly, it didn't matter. But what could they possibly have to say? Because I was reading some stories about just political fatigue in Georgia and how these poor people have just been. Beats I can't heck. even imagine. They're all in Florida. there was a television station in Atlanta, I think, that uh, got over $300 million in advertising that they were talking about. I'm like, that means every commercial was a political spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what could you possibly say about either one of these guys? I mean, in my opinion, neither one of them are rock star candidates, but really. W- What do you say at this point that had not already been said by the general that you're going to make some sort of I'm going to change your mind in this last month? Of people well, that it's about were turn already out. made. Well, and I believed, I believed he
3: was going to go down because I'm like, just keep talking, Herschel, yeah, and right. you're just going to, it's just going to get worse right. for him. And he did. And the more he talked and the more he campaigned, the worse it got for him. He should have been locked in a
4: basement, <laughs> right. not to be seen, and yep. he would have had a chance.
1: That would have worked if he was running for president. But that's we why
4: they had to spend the money because every time he, oh, you know, he was given a chance to talk. It hurt him. Yeah,
2: but see, we, we were following the Democrats' strategy in Pennsylvania where that happened with Fetterman, and it worked for you. So we just thought it would work again in Georgia, basically.
3: Right. I mean, but, you know, I mean, but as to Josh Hawley's ed Well, let me get to that. That's Hang on, because not everybody,
2: and Mike, you're you're the Republican in the room with me, but he, um, he wrote this piece that was in the Washington Post, said, the old Republican Party is dead. It's been wasting away for years now, and this month's midterm results are the finishing blow. If Republicans learn nothing else from this election, they must learn that much. He says, many Republicans are primed to learn all the wrong lessons from this cycle. Over the past week, we've heard this election is about nothing more than candidate quality or turnout operations. Wrong, he wrote. The problem isn't principally the tactics. The problem is The substance for the past two years, the Republican establishment in Washington has capitulated on issue after issue, caving to Democrats on their Second Amendment and on the left's radical climate agenda infrastructure. These Republican politicians sided with Big Pharma on insulin, advocated lower tariffs on competitors overseas, and they wonder why working class independents have little enthusiasm about voting Republican. Is he on to something here? What do you think? I, I
1: think he definitely is. And I think if you remember back in the 2000 election... He talked about the fact that the voting um, structure of these parties has changed. And you've seen the working class, blue collar folks, by and large, move Republican. They have left the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party has changed as to who we are in terms of the people who are voting Republican that you can count on. And I think he's definitely uh, hit the nail on the head. But where is if, if he says
2: that the problem is the substance, Right. And, mm-hmm. and I would hope that Senator A guy Hawley, who's not
3: passed a bill. By right.
2: the way, I, I would hope that Senator Hawley doesn't think that the candidate quality is not an issue because the candidate quality was part of an issue. Is that all of it? Of course not. But. You know, when you go to the issues that are on top of the mind for the people who voted a few weeks ago, it wasn't climate change. I mean, it left what? So there's no there's no people who who feel that they're going to vote for a Republican candidate, and they think that the so-called establishment sold them out on climate change, and they're not going to vote for a Republican. That's nonsense. That's just silliness right now. Uh, you can you can even look. I mean, I would even point to the Defense of Marriage Act, which. I think that there were some legitimate questions about protection for religion in that particular bill. But there's nobody in 2024 that's going to go back and say, I'm not voting for Republicans because they voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. That's that's not going to be an issue. So I don't really understand exactly what he's calling for. And if he's calling for everyone to be principled on all these things, because I'll admit, Senator Hawley's right. Republicans have done a lot of dumb things, and they've spent a lot of money over the years, too. There's never really been a budget, even when Ronald Reagan was president, where the amount of the spending and the bureaucracy went down. But would you rather be in control and have the opportunity to support Supreme Court justices and do other things, or do you want to lose all the time? I mean— I'm
1: just trying to figure out. I think he's the French. How do you get. I don't I don't think he is the French. I think he's actually on on the leading edge of of what's coming, Um, because I think he's pivoted a lot from where he was to where he is, in my opinion. Um, And I think he's definitely leading the cause as to where the Republicans are going to go, because he's saying the things that people have to admit, but they don't want to admit. But the big thing, I think, is what you're talking about. Where are the Republicans and what are they going to stand for? The way that we took control of the House way back in 94 was they laid out things that said these are non-negotiable things that we are going to do as leaders in the Republican Party. And this is what the Republican Party stands for. These days, I don't know that you can point to those things and say, what do we stand for as a party? We've got a lot of folks that you can't really count on to stand up and adhere to those particular values what
2: what values are we talking about that's what i'm saying i mean i this is where that's why
3: that's why i don't that's why i i I disagree with this fundamental premise you're saying it's about substance Mm -hmm. but but you 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 didn't you laid out a few policy issues what this looks like to me is a guy who doesn't understand democracy and because he hasn't he he has no experience in it and it's like dude you think that you're going to be able to be Mr. Strident on everything that you know, every wild hair you get, and that somehow everybody's supposed to follow you? Well, they're not following you for a reason. He's about as unpopular as Ted Cruz, which means Missouri's not going to get anything. And if he thinks he can be all high and mighty and principled and get through the Senate, I mean, he's not going to. Which means Missourians are going to suffer because of uh, you know he refuses to play ball but because he has an ideology. There really that nobody only else two agrees issues
1: with. that we've got as. Republicans that we've got to bang home, in my opinion, and it's it's security and the economy. Those are the two issues that we have well, got he doesn't to mention own. those Yo.
3: in the, in the I'm just saying, in my opinion,
1: <laughs> those are the two issues that we've got to own, because throughout this last election cycle, everyone agreed we don't feel safe in our cities anymore. Correct. And and our economy is going to hell in a handbasket. It's like
3: both parties are ceding those points. Right. That's what I don't understand.
1: But that's the whole thing of who are you? And what do you stand for? So if I say I'm going to vote for you, what are you going to bring to the table? And until we lay that out and we're specific on what we're going Mm -hmm. to do and we set a level of expectations that the voters say, if I vote for you, Mr. Republican, what are you going to do for me? And if, if they know that, I think we win.
4: Well, I hope he's listening right now. And the only reason I say that is because based on that op-ed I just read, he clearly doesn't know the average American. They do not sit around having these wild conversations about right. what he talked about. So he doesn't really understand his own people. I would like for him government. to tell them how often he's in Washington, D.C., how many bills has he introduced and explain to them how many days he actually works. And where does he live? I'd really like to know where he lives. Th- he's
3: never passed a bill. What yeah. does that tell you? His colleagues don't believe what he's peddling. And I mean, he's another one of these and there are liberals out there doing it, too, with this governing by press release. He throws out press releases. And, 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 and there have been a couple that I actually agreed with. I mean, but, you know, he, he's got this populist streak. In him That I think is attractive to people. But I mean, but as far as having like a, a guiding print set of principles, no, he follows the press releases. And I'm like, dude, you're never going to get a bill passed. You're, I want you to bring things home for Missouri. Who is bringing things home for Missouri? I hope Eric Schmidt does, because we need things in Missouri. And Roy Blunt was a master at doing that. And he's gone, so I hope Eric well, will step but up.
2: Let's be clear here. It, I mean, I, I hopefully people know this. But we're we're insiders here. He's talking about Roy Blunt, right? That's the establishment. Yeah. So when he's yeah. writing about these things and then he says, Dude, no, you, you're no more liberal. Li- I mean, by the way, I agree yes. with Senator Hawley on a lot of these different issues. I do, too. But I don't think there's a realistic logistical plan to get where he says, exactly. look, he says no more talk of grand bargains that turbocharge illegal, illegal immigration. Let's just take that one. So what do you do? Do you do nothing? Because that's what, do you do nothing at all? So then we have the border that's wide open and all the people that are already here illegally, they're not, we're not deporting them. So we do nothing? Or do we try to come up with some sort of compromise? I know that that's a bad word. Okay, no more liberalizing the United States trade agenda, making us more dependent on foreign adversaries. I'd agree with that. I I think that's great. He wants to raise tariffs. But what's the plan? Right. In theory, what's the plan for that? And let's not act like the manufacturing base in this country has disappeared in the last 10 years. It's been going away since the 1960s. It has. And there's no way to bring it back to the way that it used to be. So you have to be realistic about that. Then he says, no more fiddling with Social Security in the guise of entitlement reform. Well, wait a second. Social security is not going to be sustainable for my kids, for your kids. It's just not going to be. So you have to make we some changes. We have to changes. have a conversation about and, it. And those changes with social security are not that difficult. They really aren't. There are things that we can do to make a difference, to make sure. And I think that eventually that will happen. But he wants to say, fiddling with social security, the entitlement – does he look at the federal budget, where the money's actually being spent? So I'm confused by the roadmap to get to all these things. He wants antitrust laws for big tech. That will bust up Google and restore competition. I think that's a great idea, too. I think a lot of people that agree on that. What is the roadmap to get that done? And it's not it's not just Republicans, because, by the way, Republicans don't have the White House and they don't have the United States
3: Senate and they barely have the the United States House. Right. So, So and here's the other thing. It's like, dude, go back to civics class. Okay, democracy is not made to move light speed. He is no different than AOC. She sets out all this aspirational well, okay. nonsense, okay. That and really then hurt. And no plan yeah. to get there, <laughs> and nobody as hot following her. She's
2: not as hot as her. Can we at least admit that?
1: Yes. I don't okay. know that he can make a drink like she can. I mean, but, she's a really good bartender. But
3: I'm but I mean, but I'm just telling you, this aspirational nonsense, when you have... Hey, by the way, Senator Holly and AOC probably agree on some of the They B-tech probably stuff do. And, and Absolutely. some of this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, and look... Yeah, she's
1: the one who ran Amazon out of her district.
3: Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, so I get it. But, but this is not... When you want to talk about if you want to talk about what Josh Hawley's going to do, this is fine. But when you say that you have the roadmap for the Republican Party, that's like me saying, oh, I'm going to turn that over to AOC and let all her wacky stuff come in and we lose the entire middle. I am just floored that neither Republicans nor Democrats can figure out it's it's money and safety. If, but we're not hearing anything about either.
1: From either party. I I will tell you, though, in this last election, everything that I knew about how you get someone elected completely went out the window. I have no idea how you get someone elected anymore because Pennsylvania, more than anything else, stood out to me and said the people of Pennsylvania elected John Fetterman to be their senator. And they are happy okay, about that. Okay, I don't that. think
2: that's as complicated as you think it no, is. No, okay? they, they, they had, know him. You had a terrible, yeah. They know him, and you had a terrible gubernatorial candidate, even though I hate that word gubernatorial. Mastron was terrible. And then you got an outsider who's a carpetbagger who, by the way, was a better candidate than anyone really expected, and that's why he made it close, because that thing probably wouldn't have been close. So what Senator Hawley says, though, and look, maybe you can back this up with some of the science, and I do think there's a variety of reasons why Republicans didn't perform better on Election Day a few weeks ago. He says the red wave didn't land in part because voters who cast a ballot for Barack Obama and then later supported Donald Trump, So those would be the, you know, the the Mm -hmm. true swing voters, the blue collar people, voters who likely disapprove of Joe Biden and the Democrats agenda chose to stay home. So he
3: says voters chose. Where where's the
2: evidence that that
3: happened? I, I, I think, first of all, as a Democrat, I am concerned that we're not um, that we're not appealing to the working class like we used to. Right. We used to have the working class locked up and we don't anymore. No. Union membership. These are
1: union... you don't even have the minorities locked up like you used to. Right. Well, not and, and, but, 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 neither exactly. do the, but
3: neither do the Republicans. We're seeing people. Well, switch. the Republicans
1: never had them. Right. What the Republicans lost are are white suburban women. Yep. So we lost the white suburban women for, for some ungodly known reason in my mind. And we're gaining Hispanics and blue-collar workers.
3: And we're getting the Suburbans, and we're losing the blue collars. And, you know, but but it's funny. We're,
1: trading, it, we're trading players, but I'm worried that we're coming out on the losing end of that trade. I'm afraid maybe. that, that I, I we're guess, giving well, up more than we're getting. One of the
2: things I'd be curious about is, does he think, for example, does Senator Hawley think that Ron DeSantis is talking about the wrong things if he runs for the White House? Or is he dialed into the issues that Republican voters care about? Because I would argue that he is, but I don't know that Senator Hawley would agree agree with that. And I think that you kind of point to the quality of the candidate there as well with Ron DeSantis. And that that actually achieves a couple of different things. Hang on. We're back with one more segment on 97.1 FM Talk. Reardon Roundtable for a Friday afternoon on St. Louis' Home for Conservative Talk. We have Jane Duker on the panel, State Rep. Donna Behringer, Mike Elam from the St. Charles County Council, which, by the way, I'm calling for a bit of an investigation for Elam and his dad jokes that he posts on uh, (laughs) Facebook. Here is one that I had to respond to. How do you fix a broken tomato with tomato paste? Thank you. We'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> oh, tip your waitresses. Yeah. And my response was, "Oh, dude, that might be so bad. We have to revoke the table invite this week." But you're here. No. So that's fine. No. But- if
3: you do, I will protest.
2: <laughs> I love
3: the dad jokes. Do you
2: do this all? Here's today's. What was today's? Mike. Uh, air used to be free at the gas station. Now it costs two dollars. It's all about inflation. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh,
3: that's <laughs> funny. Good
1: morning, everybody. It's, okay,
3: it's, I go oh and read God. them every day okay. because right, I, I, I don't, tell about the gummy bear. That's, that's a good
1: one. Oh, so what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy, a gummy bear. bear.
3: This is just, you know, what some old-fashioned <laughs> common sense. Can you
1: know, I can I tell you real quick before before we move on to something serious? So I started this because my daughter always rolls her eyes when I tell these dad jokes. So my I wonder daughter, why? Uh, yeah, yeah, go figure. So she's a sophomore at UCM in Warrensburg. So she posted her first day of sophomore year of college like we always posted, like, her high school pictures, right? right. First day of school stuff. So she posted that. So I started posting a dad joke every day since her first day because she interacts with it. And I know at least one time that day, okay, my daughter fair. thought about her Aww. dad. That's a great yeah. reason. No, it's so, awesome. So that's yeah. kind of I think it about my dad when I read your dad jokes. But it's it's taken <laughs> on a whole life of its own. Like you were asking me, do people just send you this crap? I'm it's like, not, it's yes, not coming out of your head.
3: Actually, well then I'll start looking for them.
2: We're going to do a congressional <laughs> investigation on this. I'm going to call on <laughs> Senator Hawley and Congresswoman <laughs> Wagner down. to get involved in this. Uh, on a serious, just note, don't call MEC. You know That'd who can use a little humor with dad jokes? What's that? Lewis Reed, John Collins Muhammad oh. Jeffrey Boyd
1: right oh, man. now we Speaking we all of a know them
2: and we have been in the studio with them on the rear and roundtable some mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. as well and you know we knew this was going to be pretty serious the judge decided to make an example of these guys justifiably so considering the circumstances Jane I, I was talking to somebody that we know that was asked to write a letter for Lewis mm-hmm. because that's what happens sometimes to, to ask for leniency and this particular person saw the video that was involved here and said no I can't do it so There are a lot of people that put a lot of trust and faith into Lewis, to Jeffrey Boyd. I don't know John Collins Muhammad. I question why he wore that coat the other day to court, and that might have got him a stiffer sentence that he ordinarily might have gotten. That's another topic altogether. But they're going to prison for maybe three years. I mean, it's three and nine months, but you're going to get some time off and then home confinement, things along those lines. What do you even say at this point, right?
3: Oh, it's horribly sad. I mean— it's, you know, I mean, I like Lewis. I I, I worked with Lewis and Jeffrey and, and, and John Collins Muhammad, and, and they were holding the mayor accountable. Um, so um, it decimated, I mean, like the Black Caucus, which they were getting their power, and they were starting to really starting to drive policy. And then this knocked a hole right through it. Um, you know, what do you say? I mean, you all sort of have it in your mind what this looks like. But when you see a video or a picture, it really is... Just startling. And um, you just think, gosh, you just want to shake him and say, well, was it worth it? You, also you just think, want to shake him.
2: You also think, how many times has this happened before? Well, that's what I mean. the same people. You also think, how many times is this happening right now? Which is why the sentence is stiff and should be, because you want to send the message
3: to other public officials. Well, and the, and Cal Goldsmith, they he got pressed over and over again. Are you done? He says he, he's not. And so, Donna. I mean, good.
4: <laughs> Round them all up. Yes. Well, I came in yeah. to the Board of Aldermen with Jeffrey Boyd. And our kids grew up together. I went straight to the hospital when his first grandbaby was born. So Jeffrey and I are very old and dear friends. And so I can't remove that from our history. So what, I'm, what I mean by that no, I understand is that. I, I've sent him prayers. I've prayed for him. Yeah. He made a huge mistake. And I, I don't know what got him to do that at all. Because it's not the Jeffrey Boyd I knew when I left the Board of Aldermen six years ago.
2: Have you talked to him? You know, I reached out to Lewis. I, I called him a couple of times, and he did respond in text. And I can understand how someone's not going to want to, you know, yeah, uh, talk. talk about this. And it wasn't like I wanted to get details on any of this, anyway. But like you, I, you know, when you have a friendship, and yep. I happen to choose a lot of political friends who go to prison, <laughs> apparently. Well, apparently, we all do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess so. But it's it's just devastating from so many levels. Not only the personal level, but what it might do to the city. You know, you you have that happening at the same time. Look, I sent Jack Coder a message yesterday, and sadly, I think this is true. He looks so happy. He was on his way to Florida. He was on the roundtable last week. He had his dog. I'm like, dude, it's the best thing that ever happened to you, that you lost this race. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's bad for the city. But you
1: understand my point. I think it's bad for all faith in politics. Anytime something like this happens, it destroys the institution as a whole because we're already struggling for trust. And once you lose trust... Everything else just falls away from there,
3: do you know and, what though? I mean I, I, I've said that a million times, but I also want to say it's you can earn trust, people can earn trust. I just want to scream to the voters, elect better leaders
2: yes you know what, you're, you're, but jane here's part of the problem, and we've talked about this for years, and maybe we should address it a little bit more often when we're talking about all these things related to elected officials, et etc. who the hell? who is actually a good leader, would want to go into public life. Why would they want that at this point? Given the nature, the climate, the social media, the
3: regular. Well, if you're media. a good person, so, there you are see people all who of are... this on display. Yes. Look, they're not the only ones. There's plenty of others. Hell, keep rounding them up. You got to do it every decade don't or so. I disagree with that,
2: but I'm and saying who's going to want to step into the role person, of being a leader? You, okay, you're not going to do it. Jack Coder wanted to do it, yeah. and they decided they wanted yep. more crime in the city of St. Louis. I'm a perfect Congratulations. example.
4: I have worked my tail off for the city of St. Louis for over 20 years. I did it at the beginning as a community development person, and I will make one contact, one comment. And I will be attacked horrifically on social media. And they believe it. In other words, no one ever fact checks. They just go ahead and they Uh. call me names. They, They cuss at me. And I am just shocked. I have spoken before a group at a meeting, a full room. And these kids will get on social media. And they will take what I said and they will completely destroy it. And it won't be anything about what I actually said. And then they all post it and they share it. And it goes here, here, here. And I tell everyone. Now, I don't know what to tell anyone, because no matter what you do, no one's going to actually take the time or care about the truth anymore.
2: All right. Hang on, because I want to wrap this up. And unfortunately, I didn't even get to the Twitter files. Part two, Barry Weiss's stuff that came out in the last 24 hours, I think, is even more important than what Matt Taibbi reported on. But other stories this week that were devastating. And another person who I consider a friend is what happened to Dan McLaughlin. And let's first state that he could have killed someone. He could have killed himself, based on what we know about the swerving around. And it's uh, it's just sad because I think he's a great broadcaster. I adore I love him. Guy. I love him as yeah. a friend, and I'm pretty sure Dan re- recognizes he majorly effed <laughs> up. Now, I don't know what this will mean for his future if people think he should have another chance. Uh, does he get fired, Jane, you think? I mean, the Cardinals— They told
3: him last time. But I also think, look, addiction is a really tough thing. And I, I do believe him to be a person that will do everything in his power to try to beat this— and he slipped and he slipped badly. And, I, you know, I don't know how many more chances you get. I Part of me wants him to get another chance because I think he's great at his job. But, you know, I mean, he's going to have to show that he and he he did. I mean, that's what makes me so sad is he beat it for so long. And
2: well, OK, maybe we, we don't know maybe, all the circumstances, right. but I think that the, the key here is the driving while toxic I know. I know. And, and that's and how right. can
3: you ever, ever like it's not OK. But we also have huge addiction problems in this country and we're not dealing with them. But and that's
1: still, an Uber think, text away from from not being in that situation.
3: Right. Well, yeah. right.
2: I mean, especially with people the means. Mm-hmm. You, right. you can get an Uber. Right. But Jane, do you think just from a legal perspective, is is there Possibly some shock time involved with that. Some jail oh, no, time. no, he's going
3: to jail. You think? You think I for How mm-hmm. long? Oh, I mean, when you're a persistent offender, now. Well, it, you say that, but there are people that have four, or I'm just five of these you, things. Well, and they I don't agree, go to but prison. I don't think that that's happening, and I think he's going to be prosecuted. And I think you don't
1: think he's going to get probation out a, of
3: this. I don't know, but it's a felony.
1: Right, look, but I just figured to March. Isn't this
3: number four? It's no, three. It's, it's three. at least
2: three. Look, I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, is they I take it seriously now, and they should take it seriously. I I can see a scenario where there is some shock time, which yeah. is appropriate, a lengthy suspension, and then I I would like him to have a comeback, but that's just a personal. Oh thing no, for I think me. I
3: don't. I have to look at the statute, but he may be out for ten years on his driver's license. Oh, oh just suspended? You mean? He yeah, I be, think he might be revoked. He and can hire a drunk reapply. Yeah. If that's for, the when worst you're a persistent drunk driver, right? yeah. that's just the administrative, not the criminal.
2: All right, we're out of time. Mike Elam, great to see you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the dad jokes. Donna, great to see you. Jane's <laughs> going to hang him. out.
1: Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com.